So listen, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm excited because I have my brother on, uh, Lamario, Mouthpiece Houston. Listen, you know, for, for some of y'all who have no idea who, who my brother is, like, like, where do I start? Like one of the most phenomenal rappers that I've ever heard, not just Christian rappers, but one of the most phenomenal rappers that I've heard wow. ever. <laughs> and um, you. so if you haven't if you haven't heard of any of his music, man, make sure you go stream and download his music ASAP. Um, but also a dynamic man of God, you know, a man who loves his wife, loves his children. Um, and I like to consider him a modern day prophet, you know what I'm saying? You know, <clears throat> every, every, in, in, in the, in today's days, most people, um, when you think of prophets, you know, it's name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, right. go get money and all of this stuff. But when you look throughout the scriptures, most of the times the prophets, man, they, they were hated, you know, because yeah. they were, they, they were bringing, uh, what thus saith the Lord for real. And a lot of times God was calling for repentance, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I'm excited about tonight um, for, for you guys who normally listen to the Path of Revelation podcast. This is new because this is our first uh, live show uh, via video. So I'm excited about that as well. Um and if I'm looking down because I'm typing my notes and stuff, I'm still getting my uh, studio together because it flooded <laughs> the end of June. Oh, we had wow. like crazy rain here in Detroit, bro. And so like my wow. whole basement flooded. So I'm about to get my my whole basement redone and stuff. So I had to oh, makeshift wow. a studio and put it in the middle of the living room. So <laughs> so but besides I that, um, I, I want to thank everyone who has supported the Path of Revelation podcast. This is most definitely a shift. Um, I took a break uh, for a couple of months, man. Um, and I got some news that I'm going to be revealing shortly. I d I'm not making it public right now, but I got some news. I got some things underway that I'm pretty, re really, really excited about. You know what I'm saying? So um, with that being said, um, I don't want to waste any time. But I want to I want to hop right into the topic, man. So we're going to be dealing with over how to effectively deal with stress, anxiety and mental illness. And so hmm. one of the reasons why I asked my brother um, mouthpiece to be on was because of a post that he made a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and look, hey, hey man, when you made the post, I already knew. I was like, <laughs> I already knew, like, oh, it's about to go down. You know what I'm saying? Because, because everybody's super sensitive nowadays. You know right. what I'm saying? People don't, right. people don't really look for context nowadays. And so, when you made the post. Because I followed your ministry, I follow your music, I follow your posts, you know, we've had dialogue and, and things of that nature. I mm -hmm. knew where you were coming from, but in in today's age where 
mental illness has been like at the forefront of things and people Mm -hmm. are constantly talking about anxiety, depression, um, mental illness. And it's almost been like a thing that most Christians actually embrace now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a disease, you know, you know, I got mental illness. I, I, I rest, I have depression, you know what I'm saying? And, Mm -hmm. and we just accept things that, I don't believe the Bible calls for us to accept. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, Lamario, <laughs> mouthpiece, Houston, <laughs> made a Facebook post yes, on, I did. <laughs> on, on, on Facebook and Twitter. And <laughs> it, it went crazy. It went crazy. Oh, yeah. So I'm going I'm gonna read the post and what he said. And I know you did a video kind of diving in, giving context. A little but bit. It's yeah. important, man, that, that we always get context. You know, us who are in apologetics and into theology and things of that nature, there's a saying that we have context is king. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. The Bible says, um, in all that getting, get an understanding, you know what I'm saying? So I've learned how to study, to be quiet until I actually hear where someone's coming from, because just because you hear something said doesn't mean that a person is coming from a certain area, from a certain place, you know what I'm saying? Especially when a person has a track record, an honorable track record, you know what I'm saying? And you're someone who I would consider, um, as the Bible would say, an honorable, a honorable person. So, but oh, thank mouthpiece for sure. Mouthpiece made a Facebook post, and I'm gonna read it. This is what he said. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me let me pull it up. I'm not gonna put it on the screen. I'm gonna just read it. It said, "You said what most of y'all call mental health issues is really a demonic oppression problem." Please stop giving sin and demons these pretty names. <laughs> so, so mouth, 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 man. Because yes, some people, some people probably heard that and they like, what? Like, yeah. how dare you? You know what I'm saying? Like, could you respond? What did you mean by that? What, what were you um, saying? Right. So first of all, um, I'm very, I try my best to be careful with the words I choose uh, when I post things. And I pray people get it. Uh, A lot of times people don't. You have to expound and explain. Uh, So I'll start with me saying what most of y'all, not all of y'all, but what most of y'all. And I think that's one thing that was lost in uh, translation uh, or interpretation (laughs) for that matter is that people took it that I said every single thing. Uh, every single mental illness is a demon, right? But I said what most of y'all call a mental health issue is a uh, demonic oppression problem. And I think that, um, especially in the church, and that's why I made the statement, especially in the church, I believe that when it comes to demonic, anything demonic, we shy away from it. For some reason, I feel like as, as believers, as born again believers, we don't we don't want to believe that we can that we can be demonically oppressed 
So I, I had to throw that statement out there because I believe that, uh, you know, Paul, there's a statement that Paul made in the Bible and he said that, uh, that we are not to be swinging aimlessly at the air, right? And I feel like right, right. if we don't, so I feel like if we don't uh, accurately diagnose our issue and, 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 and find the root of what we're really dealing with, then we'll continue swinging at the air. And you can call it this, you can call it that, but if you don't call it what it really is, then you're, you're never going to hit it. You're never going to hit your target. You're never going to, uh, you know, touch on that issue that needs to be touched on. And so that was, uh, you know, that was the, the, I guess, the drive behind me making that post. And that's what I meant. Basically, just to say everything that we call a mental health issue, in most cases, in most cases, uh, I believe with everything that's in me, in most cases, it is a demonic oppression problem and not right. a, a physical uh, brain injury causing problem. Right. No, no, that I, I would agree. Now, now I could hear some people saying, oh, man, you, you don't you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, what, what I find a lot of times because because I, I understand there are certain situations that happen. But one of the things that you said, identifying the root, a lot of times we, we deal with certain strongholds as the bible would call them strongholds right a strong right. a stronghold is anything that holds you prisoner you know what i'm saying right. it it could be an addiction it can be um some type of infirmity anything that holds you uh, um as a slave um uh, you know the bible refers to it as a stronghold, and in most instances, in most cases, if not all cases, strongholds usually begin in the mind. The Bible right. constantly tells us to um, renew our minds and things of that nature, but the enemy is constantly fighting for our mind. And, and, and what happens is if we're not careful, um, the, the enemy will, I believe the enemy will actually use um, trauma and different things um along with um our sin nature and our desire for sin to actually strengthen strongholds in our lives right. and so um a lot of times what i what i notice uh mouth is a lot of times people when they say they're wrestling with depression and things of that nature the first thing i i the first question i have is what are some of the things that you're entertaining? Are exactly. do you have vices and or and things that actually strengthen and and enable your 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 depression or your mental illness, or are you actively diving in God's word and denying yourself? Because it's almost like repentance and self denial are foreign concepts to most Christians right. nowadays, you know what I'm saying? And so what do right. you think about that, man? No, I agree with you 100%. I feel like, um, I think it's easy <laughs> to diagnose it. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let me start here. Going back to what you said before, uh, depression and anxiety and mental illness, even though they say it's a disease, right? even though it's been tagged and categorized as a disease, um, 
I believe that it also has become a trend. Um, and mm. it's, it's crazy that I would even say that, but it, it becomes a trend. It, you know, I caught wind of my daughter. My daughter's 15 in high school. And mm-hmm. I started catching, I started catching her and stopping her when she would say, my anxiety is getting the best of me. She would say that stuff out of her mouth. Mm. And I'd be like, your anxiety? I had to start. I said, hold on, where, where are you getting this from? You know, because I know I don't claim anxiety. I know my wife don't claim anxiety. Where are you getting this from? You know, what are you? Right. And then I think, then I had to think about, okay, you hearing friends at school that's saying this. You're watching television shows and they'll say, my anxiety is getting the best of me. And, and then that's when I said, okay, this thing is a trend. But at the same time, I was like, my daughter doesn't understand uh, what that is. And I, and I think that, you know, I think that, We've taken on the uh, Webster Dictionary definition of anxiety, but I think we have to dig a little deeper because anxiety, one of the synonyms of anxiety could be, or not could be, but in most cases is fear. It is something that is brought on by fear and by worry, by concern. And Mm. God's God's word has an answer for that. So why would we claim that when we should be claiming what God's word says about us, what God's word said. The Bible says that I will keep uh, him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Stayed on him. Perfect peace. Right. So, so yeah, perfect peace. So I'm like, you know, where is that? You know, and, and, and it's almost like because I believe the church either doesn't talk about it as much as we should. We don't address it as much as we should. Uh, getting help for that particular issue is not, in most cases, sought out at the church. It's sought out right. in places outside of the church. So when it, right. when it comes to the church, it just becomes this, oh, you're the reason why people, you know, I, I heard so much. Like when I made that post, so many people was coming at me. Oh, you're the reason why people leave the church. You're the reason why people right. don't, uh, you know, uh, you know, just so many things. So, but, but just the piggyback on what you said i believe that it's become a trend and i believe that if we really look at it we'll we can understand okay this is not of god and this is not something that we should uh by trend and by culture claim right you know you said something powerful like it's become a trend and 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 we we as christians one of the things that we have to understand is that um if, if it's not rooted in scripture like like I, I'll, I'll lay the foundation real quick with, with a quick scripture. If we look at Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse right. four through six, it says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds." Verse five goes on to say, "We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion." Yes. raised against the knowledge of God and take every high thought captive to obey mm-hmm. Christ. I want to stop here real quick. It says we destroy arguments, every lofty opinion. I always say this. If you're, I don't care how much education you got. Right. If your education goes against the word of God, you as a Christian, we're of a different government. Like, 
this is not a democracy. What the king says goes. And so Amen. I don't care who said it. I don't care how how much the world esteems somebody. If it, if it goes against the word of God, the Bible says we destroy arguments and every yeah. lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Verse six, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. complete. Now, you talked about the spirit of fear, the Bible, how the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. And then it goes on to say, but he's given us a spirit of power, love, love. and a sound mind. Power, Amen. love, and a sound mind. Sound mind. And so yes. I'm not here today to act like I never deal with anxiety or stress. Right. I was dealing with stress earlier today. <laughs> My wife will let you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, but 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 we have to learn how to pull our flesh into subjection to Amen. the word of God. And so um I think one of the, the the issues, bro, is the church has become weak. And one of one of the many reasons why the church has become weak is we're not in our word. We we right. adopt worldly philosophies, worldly doctrines, and, so, and, and, and some of these doctrines are really doctrines of demons meant yeah. to make you comfortable with your oppression to the point where we begin to brand our strongholds. We begin to brand <laughs> our, our demons instead right. of taking authority the authority that we have in Christ. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's but, crazy. You know. Yeah, it it, it, it it is and that and but see that's where that's why a post like like that post that I posted, sometimes we gotta say not sometimes, all the time, there needs to be a voice or somebody has to say something that would challenge uh the rigmarole that would challenge the path uh, that the church has been going in. Because like you said, you know, I, more than anything, I think that deliverance is a lost art. Let me just, let me just stay there, deliverance for a minute. I think a lot of people shy away from deliverance. We, we love apologetics, right? Um, yep. You know, there's so many areas we love teaching, we love uh, theology, but when it comes to deliverance, I feel like, um, and and it and it's really because nobody wants to embrace the fact that they're dealing with something demonic, and 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 like you said, I'm not saying anxiety is not a real thing. The Bible clearly it shows you that that David dealt with anxiety. Um, right. uh, I'm not saying stress is not a real thing. I'm not saying depression is not a real thing. If we are born again believers, one thing we have to understand is if the enemy cannot demonically possess us then he goes to his very, the very next thing that he can do, and that is demonically oppress us. If he can't possess us, then he will oppress us. Now, here's something that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. 
and I and I have to bring this out, and it goes back to understanding how we're wired as 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 human beings, uh, in the way that and, and as mankind in the way that God has created us. So we're three part beings, right? We're 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 uh a, we're spirit beings with a soul in a body. We're spirit beings with a soul in a body. Um, and I feel like once we can understand the breakdown and the makeup of mankind, then it will help us understand what's being attacked, you know, and what 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 we're really dealing with. So even if I start there, uh, Gabriel, and I just want to I want to share this real quick because this is something that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. But I feel like if they understood it, um, it can help us. It can really help us uh, fight fight back and know exactly what we're dealing with. So the the the, the soul matter of fact, it's something that I want to read. Let me just it's something I want to read. Give me one second. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Do your thing. Okay. All right, so th here's one thing that I've read as I was studying the word. And as God began to show me this, it, it just kind of helped me understand a lot about us as human beings. First thing we got to understand is that the brain and the mind, right? The brain and the mind is not always the same thing. <laughs> I don't think people understand that. But your physical, fleshly brain, the central uh, uh, center of your nervous system, which is your brain that extends through your spinal cord, is not always the same thing as your mind, even though both of them mm. at, at, at some points can function where memory is concerned and, and things of that nature. But our, but our brain is not always our mind. And this is why, this is why I know this, because we know back in the days when people were diagnosed with mental uh, mental illnesses, what did they do without, without knowing how to fix their issue? What did they do? They would, they would perform lobotomies on these people. They would literally yep. cut yep. open, dig into their physical brain. That's crazy. I just saw and they would cut, And they would cut off a piece of their physical brain as to get rid of or cure the mental illness. And we know that it left them like zombies. It, 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 it disrupted the functionality of of of, of 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 their design and i'm like okay so this is so mental illnesses is not always a physical fleshly issue right this is not always a chemical imbalance it's it's there's something else so go back to our makeup we're spirit soul and body the bible says the bible says that we're spirit soul and body now this is this is what I want to share because I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand this. The Bible says that when we die, the spirit goes back to him. Our spirit mm. goes back to him. The Bible also says that when we die, the flesh goes back to the dust. But it never it never says it never pinpoints where the soul goes. You know why? Because the soul is the part of us that's in limbo. The soul is the part of us that all of hell is fighting for and all of heaven is fighting to protect. It's the soul. Now when we look in the soul, see, if we can move, let's, let's move the spirit part of us to the side and let's move the physical part of us to the side and let's just focus on the soul. Now the soul is three parts. It's, your, it's, it's our mind, our will, 
and our emotions. emotions. Yep. So when we deal with mental issues, when people deal with mental issues, you can see clearly that their mind is affected, their will, their emotions has affected, and their and their uh, and their their mind is affected, their their emotions is affected, and their will is affected. I always tell people that if we could see, if we could discern and see this thing in the spirit realm, it's almost like whatever whatever thing we're dealing with has has hijacked our mind, muzzled, muzzled our, our emotions or, or, or caused our emotions to be erratic and has restricted and paralyzed our will. And I think that when we understand it, this is a soul issue. This is, this is a soul issue. When it comes to mental illness, more than not, it's a soul issue. And that's what I, that's what I, what I, I wanted people to understand. You can't fix the soul with the pill. Man. You can't, you can't, you can't sedate, you can't sedate the soul of a man. And, and, and so when we pop pills, when we get, get these prescriptions and we pop pills in, 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 in an attempt to try to cure what the, 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 the ailment or the issue that's going on in the soul of man, all it does is temporarily sedate that part of us that needs to be set free. Or it's, you know, what it does is it sedates the physical part of us. And it restricts the soul from even causing the physical part to act out um, uh, mm. and to move. And I think that that's, that's what people don't understand. And that's why I was like, God, why, why we can't understand that? So when I have these arguments going back with people and they say, man, people got brain issues. You know what I'm saying? People get sick brains. And they do. Just like people, livers can go bad. Just like people, heart can go bad. People can have a sick brain, but here's the question. Out of everybody in America, well, let's just keep it in America. We won't talk about the world. Out of everybody in America, do we truly believe that everybody that has a mental health issue, they have a brain, a sick brain issue? Do they have a physical sick brain issue? I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. No. And that's, and that, that's, so once we understand that, Gabriel, once we can understand, okay, I don't have a sick brain. It's possible for me to have a fully functional, healthy brain and still be tormented in my mind. Think about Man. that. It's, it's possible for me to have a fully functional, healthy brain and still be tormented in my mind. Now, in I want to go mind. back to this. In my mind. And we, look, look, I'm not. We know. <laughs> and, we, and, and what you're saying is true. Because some of us wrestle with the, the very things that you're talking about, and y'all, y'all sharp, we sharp as a tack, you know, sharp as a tack, just brilliant brains, brilliant minds, as they would say, right? <laughs> but yet, what you're talking about is true. Keep going, man. Keep going, man. So, so here's the thing. This is something that God revealed to me. I'm not, I didn't get it from nobody. I'm, I'm just saying this is something just in prayer and trying to understand. Okay, so I, 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 when I did that video I did before, the video that I did to try to elaborate or explain, I literally gave my own testimony. My own testimony about how I was in a, 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 an emotional, traumatic uh, relationship. And I didn't realize that years later or a year later, it would affect me. 
I didn't realize that I was affected by it. So here I am riding down the street, not just uh, piggyback because most people might have not saw the video. So basically, I was in a relationship in the past uh, before I met my wife. Uh, and there was this uh, just really traumatic, emotional argument. Now, this is what I want want us to understand. Even in our marriages today, we have sometimes, and especially in the early years of our marriages, we have these traumatic arguments in the beginning uh, phases of our marriage, and we don't understand that years later, that, that thing is still, it still will affect you. So Man. I had this traumatic, emotional argument. All the while, all the while, this argument and this emotional uh, argument that I'm having in this relationship, there's this song that was playing. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you the, the exact song because a lot of people want to say that, it, that the song, it was something spiritual or demonic about the song. The song that was playing was the song by Jaheen, Put That Woman First. That's the song that was playing in the middle of the argument. <laughs> All right, let us throw that out there. So here I am years later, riding down the street, window down, and a car pulls up next to me and it's playing that song. And those same emotions, those same emotions that I felt a, a year, years later, uh, years ago, from that argument rose up on the inside of me. It was like a trigger. It triggered those same emotions. And I was like, God, why do I feel like this? But I just brushed it off. Then I found myself in a, in a, in a grocery store, or, or I think it was like a, a retail store, a clothing store. That same song came on. And what do you know? Those same emotions. That, 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 that same traumatic experience rose up on the inside of me. And I was just like, God, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel angry? Why do I feel distraught all of a sudden? And I never could put them both together. And then I said, man, I remember this song. This song had, I remember this song. And then I started, I started going into prayer about it. And, and God began to put these things together. What happened, Gabriel, is this. And, and this is a phrase that I coined. I'm, I'm, I'll put it out there. Um, it's in the process of something that I'm writing. So, no, so if somebody tries to steal it, it's already, it's already taken. <laughs> but what, what the Lord began to, to share with me is that it's one thing he said, with me, said to me in prayer. And he said, you have a scar on your soul. That's what he said to me. And I was like, a scar on my soul? Yeah. He said, you have a scar on your soul. So from, from that, being, that time on, I referred to that feeling as a soul scar or that moment or that, that triggering a soul scar. Now, what am I saying? Um, whenever a person has a wound, whenever a person has a wound on their physical body, if it's not healed, if that wound is not healed and we touch that, that wound because it's tender, it's sensitive, it's not healed, it hasn't calloused over, it's not protected. When you touch Man. that wound, a person is going to react. Now, that's just in a physical right. flesh. That's just in a physical right. form. right. But this is what we have to understand. What about your soul? What about the wounds that we endure from traumatic experiences in our life? These are wounds that are etched or printed on our soul, almost like a virus on a hard drive of a computer. Like the, I, 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 like, I look at our souls. Our souls are like the hard drives of our physical body and, and, and of, of our beings. This is and it's so like good, a, and, man. And, and the thing is, we walk around and we live with these 
soul scars, and we don't, and we, and we never get them healed. Now I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna show you something that God shared with me, because, because there's nothing that 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 Jesus didn't cover on that cross. There is nothing that Jesus didn't touch on that cross. The Bible says yeah. that that he was wounded for our transgressions. All right. If yep. you if you if you, if you look up the definition of a wound, if you understand what a wound is, a wound is a injury that breaks the skin. A wound is a injury where you you can bleed out, which means when when the Bible says that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, and our transgression is the act of breaking the law. It's the act of doing of a, of committing a sin. So we're talking about. Oh something on the outside of our physical body, right? That, so, so Jesus covered that. That's why he says, I was wounded. I, I, took, I took wounds that broke my skin and caused me to bleed out to cover the sins that y'all commit on the outside of your body. But then the very next scripture is when he said, and I was bruised for your iniquities. Now, this Jesus. is where the spirit of the Lord began to revelate to me because a bruise <laughs> is not an injury on the outside of the body. We can see it because the blood comes to the surface, but it doesn't break the skin. So Jesus said, when he died on the cross, I gotta cover the internal wounds that my people deal with. I can't just deal with the outside sins that they commit, but I also gotta deal with the iniquity or the, the internal scars and wound, and, and, uh, 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 bruises that they deal with. So as I began to study it, I was like, dang, God, you covered every nook and cranny. You, 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 you didn't miss. <laughs> you didn't miss the internal things. You don't miss. Because I was like, because when you start thinking about a when you think about a bruise, even when you think about an iniquity, when you think about iniquity, the the, the, the definition or the understanding of an iniquity, an iniquity is a um, it says it's a a, a immoral or or a injustice or unfair treatment. Now, when we talk about, I want, and, and I'm, I don't want to, I want to dig into something. Let's say so, you take somebody that has been raped at a young age, right? You take somebody that's been raped, that's been molested, been Let's sexually abused. Yes. All right, and that's unfair treatment. Right. That is unfair treatment. So at a young age. You have a, 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 a young human being that has had, has had to deal with the, the traumatic experience of being sexually abused. And now this, this particular scar or this particular experience has now been tattooed on their soul. This, that's, why they can, that's why they can grow up, they can get older, and they can look like nothing is wrong with them. As a matter of fact, like you said, they have brilliant minds. They can get jobs at Fortune 500, uh, Fortune uh, 500 million dollar countries. They, I mean, uh, uh, companies. They can make money out the wazoo, but privately, secretly, internally, they still dealing with the, the 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 trauma that they dealt with at a young age, and they don't know how to fix it. So they go to therapy, and I'm not knocking therapy. I not once did I ever say that I wasn't for therapy. I am all for therapy. You have to need to. I suggest and, and, recommend. <laughs> and just for, for, for clarity, my wife is a therapist. <laughs> so we not anti-therapy. <laughs> but go ahead, man. <laughs> right. So because you got to unpack. 
you got to unpack. I tell my wife, me and my wife talk about this all the time when we talk to talk about marriage or talk to marriages. We say, listen, God has given you a partner that you can that can help you unpack because everybody comes into a marriage. I don't care who you is. We all come into a marriage with baggage. I don't care who you are. I mean, we just do. Facts. 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 You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's we need therapy and we need people that are skilled, that are gifted, that are anointed to help us uh, locate uh, uh, these issues. So, because so, sometimes we don't see it, we talk about it and think something's not an issue. But through therapy, through talking, through counseling, these people can say, "Okay, hold on, let's go back here." Every time something like this happens. You reacted like this. You yep. ran. You avoided. You ran away from that relationship. You quit that job. You know, you dealt with these particular things. So therapy, counseling, I am all for it. Not once did I say that. For some reason, I don't know where people got that. However, however, it's not the fix. It's not the fix for something that is traumatic and etched on our soul. And I think, and like I said, when I say Jesus, the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity. And then it says, by his stripes, we are healed. Um, when, yeah. when, you think about, when you think about David uh, in, in, in the Psalms, he said, he said in one of the Psalms, he says, my soul is in prison. This is what he said. My soul is in prison. I, I always ask myself, and ask others when I read that verse, was David physically locked in prison? He wasn't. He wasn't. But he said his soul was in prison. So, some, so on the inside of this man's soul, his mind, his mind was bound. His, 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 his emotions was erratic, out of control. And his will was hijacked. His will was restricted, uh, impaired, paralyzed, et cetera, et cetera. So, when he, so every time I see soul, I always think about mind, will, and emotions. Every time I see soul in the Bible, I think mind, will, and emotions. So when we, even when everything is, Gabriel, even when everything is said and done, when, when we're judged, when we come before God, it's not our spirit. The Bible says spirit go, our spirit is going back to him. It's not our physical bodies. The Bible says it's going back to the dust. It's our souls. That God is, is looking at. It's our souls that need to be saved. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's our souls that need to be saved. <laughs> man. So man, what you go ahead, go ahead, bro. Keep going, man. Because what you said, so, like so powerful. It what, what you're saying is is true because when the I, I I always say this, you know. We're not just saved, but we're being saved. You Amen. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so if 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 you are a believer in on on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven if you were to die right now. But Amen. as we presently live in this world, our minds are constantly being saved. The Bible does yes. the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing yes. by the word. What's interesting about that, it doesn't say faith comes by what you heard. It says right. faith comes by hearing, hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so we constantly have to be rehearsing the word of God. It's funny how the people that 
shy away from biblical principles as it relates to this topic, a lot of times these are the same people who aren't in their word. You know what I'm hmm. saying? And and there's yeah. there's there's a there's a quick offense there because we don't understand that the that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness. And so Amen. When we look when we look at like Romans, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this scripture real quick to kind of piggyback okay. on what you said about the mind. It says, I appeal in Romans 12, verse 1 through 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then it goes on right. in verse two that says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, <laughs> that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is the what is good and acceptable and perfect. That renewal process, that's a continual process Tenuous. until we go to be with Jesus. We're going to have to continue to renew our mind. And this is why it's so important not to be distracted um, and get thrown off track. And, you know, sometimes we're listening to, and this is one thing I think that keeps us bound, uh, Mouth, mm -hmm. is we're getting information from so many different sources. You know, one minute we're listening to, to Mouthpiece break down the word of God and give us godly wisdom. And then the next minute, we we chasing the the latest news and the breakfast club or this podcast and and we're getting information from so many different worldviews and there's a clash in our mind and what happens the the traumas that you talked about when we have trauma in our life as we begin yeah. to entertain these things then confusion yeah. comes in and God is not the author of confusion but go ahead bro continue man because because i'm just so, eating, man <laughs> nah praise god man um and and that's but that's the thing i think that if 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 we can understand because that's all i focus on more than anything now i won't say all i focus on because we have to eat we have to eat healthy you know what i'm saying um whenever we talk yeah. about taking care of ourselves we have to eat healthy why because these physical bodies are perishable goods they perish they they are perishable right, as right, we get older right. You know, things begin to fail. Now we pray against it, but we know God put a put a He put a, a expiration date on these physical bodies. He just did. So we, yeah. but we have the responsibility to eat healthy. We have the responsibility to take care of our physical bodies. The, the other thing is that we have the responsibility to keep our spirits pure. And just like you said, you can't listen to, to Gabriel Parker and then turn around. And and now you're listening to Lil Uzi Vert and everybody else, and then you think that your spirit is gonna be in a place where you can hear clearly from God, because that's how right. we communicate. That's how we actually communicate with God. I want to share something because this right here will help people understand. I got my notes with me. This right here will help people understand how we can hear from God and how. God gives us insight concerning the condition of our own souls. So the, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 through 13, and this is the King James Version, but it says, For what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of that man which is in him, right? 
for what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Then it says, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. And he says, now we have not received the spirit of the world, right? But the spirit which right. is of God, that we might now know the things that are freely given to us of God. And it says, mm -hmm. which things also we speak not in words uh, which man's wisdom teacheth, teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things uh, with spiritual. So as I begin to read that and study and pray on that, you know, the Lord said, the Lord said that he began to share with me and he said, you know, I don't, I communicate with you in the spirit. God's Holy, God's spirit communicates with our spirit uh, and, he, and he teaches us the things of God, right? But not only right. does, the Holy Spirit communicate with our spirit and, and, and teach us the things of God. But the Holy Spirit communicates with our spirit and gives us insight on the condition of our soul and even our physical bodies. He communicates yeah. with our spirit and gives us insight on the condition of our soul and even our physical bodies. And so, when, so whenever we're in prayer and we're praying and God is, is, is telling us to go on a fast or, we, or, or God is telling us don't do this or don't do that, to, He's, he's, he's giving you insight on the things that are, that, that, are, that are hijacking your soul. He's giving us insight on the things um, that are polluting our spirits. He's, he even gives us insight on the things that, that, are, that are detrimental to our physical bodies. But I think that a lot of us, I think that a lot of us miss that. Now, why am I sharing that? I'm sharing that because if we, if we understood the condition of our souls and if we understood the makeup of our souls, and I think that we will begin to deal with things. I think that, hold on, somebody sent me something. Okay. We will begin to uh, think about our souls a lot, a lot more. And that goes back to what you said, Gabriel, when you said, when we accept Christ, when we've accepted Christ, Holy Spirit moves on the inside of us, we are saved eternally. That ain't, ain't, that's facts. Ain't, ain't no shucking and jiving if, ands, or buts about that. But, like you said, we're, we're still being continuously salvaged. Our mind yep. still has to be renewed. If, we, if everything was final and everything, then why would he say, renew your mind? So our mind yep. is still being renewed. Uh, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're still getting a new heart. We're, a new heart. We're still, you know, God is still chipping away at the callousness of our heart. Right, uh, right. He, we're, we're still learning what pleases him. Even though we're yeah. like drawn to him at this point, we're still learning what pleases him. We're still learning how to live a life that pleases him. And not only that, he is continuously salvaging us or setting us free from these pit holes and these things that we have in our life. So going back to the soul, going back to our mental illnesses, that's why I say uh, when it comes to mental illness, somebody at my ass, well, why do you say it's demonic oppression? Well, see, something traumatic can happen to us in our upbringing and somebody could say well that happened it ain't nothing demonic but what we got to understand is that the bible says that the devil is roaming like a lion looking for who he may devour right so 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 what makes a person uh susceptible to being devoured yeah. It is it is our unhealed, unchecked wounds. 
Yeah. It is the places on the inside of us that we fail to confront. It is the, the unforgiveness that a person, even though a person was raped, sexually abused uh, in our upbringing, if they hold on to unforgiveness, if Man. they hold on to unforgiveness toward that person, they, that, still, that still is a door opener for a spirit that can torment them. Here, I'll show you. I'll show you. I actually, there's you, actually a verse. As there's you, actually as a verse. <laughs> Go ahead. That's so good. As you saying that, the question I ask, because a lot of people, trauma is a real thing. Like people who go yes. through rape and abuse, like I would never talk down. Like that's mm -mm. that's not the aim. Like my heart empathizes and out with you. But the question that I have is when we experience traumatic things in our lives, yes. who do we take our trauma to? Who, who do we run to? Um, because we all have voids in our hearts and, and because we live in a fallen world. And as a result, we experience things <clears throat> that, um, that are the result of a fallen world. And yeah. some people turn to alcohol. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to sex. We, tur we, tur we turn to so many different things. And none of those things are going to heal us but Jesus. And and I, I, I was telling somebody the other day, when we hold on to unforgiveness, unforgiveness mm -hmm. invites all his friends. Unforgiveness yes. opens up the door for addiction. It opens up the door for depression. It opens up the door for so many different things uh, when we hold on to unforgiveness. I heard somebody say, Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to be affected. Mm. And that's and that's what a lot of times what we do. And so we need a, a better Christology. We, we need a understanding of what Christ actually did for us on the cross, right. what he actually did. And, and I think sometimes Mouth, we forget that before Christ ever died for us, he lived for us first. He yes, lived he a perfect life that you and I couldn't live. Hebrews, I believe, chapter 4, 14, uh, it talks about how he was tempted as we are tempted. He was tempted in all manners, even as we are tempted, yet right. without sin. And so now we can come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and help in the time of need. We have to start yeah. approaching God with confidence, knowing that not just that he hears us, but that he cares and that he's able to bring us through the things that we're dealing with. And so go ahead, bro. I, I, want, I don't want you to lose the point nah, that you're about to make. Nah, definitely, bro. And, and I think that's... Uh... I mean, that's that's a pointed point, bro, that you made because we don't forgive people because they deserve it, because we think they deserve Man. it. Father, forgive and them I think that they know not what they do. They do, right? And the thing is, we always say, I hurt people, hurt people. I can, most of the time, or a high percentage, people that, that sexually abuse other people will sexually abuse themselves. So we continually see a cycle of hurting people, hurting people. And, and, and 
it's like we make enemy after enemy or another person to hold unforgiveness against. And the, the, the hardest, the trickiest thing, and I had to deal with this even in my own life, the hardest thing, the hardest people or the hardest thing to let go of, the hardest thing to, 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 the hardest, how can I say this? The hardest thing to let go of and the hardest people or places to forgive people in are those places where you feel like you have a right to it. You feel like you have right, a right, right to not forgive because they abused you. Because you were legitimately they, done wrong. Yes, you were yeah. legitimately done wrong. And you feel you like, were... I have a right to this, God. I have a yeah. right to, to, to hold this against them. I have a right to not forgive them. And we can't be like that. So here's, here's a, and I'll just read part of it. Well, actually, yeah, I'll read part of it. So we all heard the story in Matthew chapter 18. And uh, uh, when you get down to verse 34 and 35, it says, and the, and the Lord was, was wroth, right? And, and uh, it says, and his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tor Hold on, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give you, I'm gonna break down this story because I don't wanna jump into it because if I do, people will miss the point I'm trying to make. In, in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus is giving a story to explain to the disciples why we forgive people 70 times 70 right Man. so so they they couldn't get that it was like they was like there's got to be a limit to a point where you say uh-uh we ain't gonna forgive them no more and jesus said 70 times 70 so then he begins to give them this story now the story that jesus begins to give them he talks about a man uh who had a servant and this servant owed him a lot of money right this yeah. servant owed him a lot of money you know I love the story, this story right man i love this story <laughs> So the Bible says, so the Bible said, and this, oh, this is so powerful. So the Bible says, it says, it says so, so this is what Jesus starts the whole parable off with. He said, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. I could just pause right there. Jesus said the, the example that he's about to give is like the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of the earth. Not the kingdom of the world. He said this parable, this, this story I'm about to give you is like the kingdom of heaven. So if we say, well, that ain't how God's kingdom is. though, so he starts off the whole thing by saying this is like the kingdom of heaven. So then he says, he says, and when, so he says, it's like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. He said when he had begun to settle these accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. He said, but. But as he was, but this man was not able to pay his master, and, and, and the master commanded that he be sold, not only him be sold, but it said his wife and his children, and, and all that they had until the payment was paid back, right? So this king is man. like, he there's no grace, no mercy. He's like, listen, y'all owe me. I'm, at this point, I'm enslaving you. I'm enslaving your wife. I'm enslaving your children, and I'm taking everything you owe. Own, I mean, everything that you own until you pay me back everything that you owe. So then he says, Goodness. this is so good. So then it says, uh, but he was not able to pay his master. So he enslaved him. It says, then the servant, therefore, fell down before him saying, master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. But it's, you know, the master. So then the Bible says in verse 27, then the master of the servant was moved with compassion. And then he released him and forgave him for the, for the whole debt. The man bowed, he humbled himself, he said, he said, 
please be patient with me. Give me another chance. And this master said, okay. He was moved with compassion. He said, you know what? Bump it. I'm going to clear the whole debt. Don't worry about it. It's done with. Now, this same man that was forgiven. I'm, 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 I'm getting to a point. I know. The same man that was forgiven. <laughs> it says, but that servant, that man that was forgiven, that man that had him, his wife and slave, his children and slave, and all his property took it. The same man went out and found one of his servants that owed him a hundred uh, 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 denarii. And it says, and he laid hands on him, and he took this man by the throat and said, man, you owe me. Bro, you owe me a debt. <laughs> and it said, tell me what you owe. Like, this is the same man that just got forgiven. The same man that just got forgiven for a bigger debt, right? Same man just got right, right. forgiven for a bigger debt. So it says, tell me what you owe. The Bible says he took him by, took him by the throat. You know, dragged him. He said he's begging his man, have patience. The same man said, have patience with me and I'll pay it all. But it says he would he would not. Instead, he threw this man in prison uh, until he should pay his debt. So he said, you're going to go and you're going to be in bondage and you're going to work until you pay his debt off. Now, this is a man that just got forgiven for a uh, 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 hundred uh, thousand talents. That's, that's crazy. Right? We, <laughs> right. we, we expect God to forgive us. Us, like exactly. Why, why, why are we required to forgive? It's because he freely forgave us. Sometimes we don't realize we're just, and this is the hard pill to swallow. Oof. Sometimes we don't realize that God's standard of goodness is perfection, and we're yeah. just as guilty before a holy God as the person who's offended us. Like yeah. he washed our he washed us by the snow. He he for, he died for our sins, but we're withholding forgiveness from someone else. Like, go ahead, man. That's but think about it. We feel like we have a right to it. That's the crazy thing. Like we yeah. hold on to it because we feel like I have a right to not forgive this person. So then he says, right. so then it says, then then his master, after he after he had called him, said to him, So so here it goes. So so the person that just forgave this. The man that got the biggest debt forgiven went mm -hmm. out, found somebody who owed him, and now he's punishing this man after he just got forgave, forgiven by his master. So this master, so the master that forgave him first, it was like, man, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> so, then it, <laughs> so then he said, then his master, after he saw everything he was doing, he said, you, you wicked servant, servant. I just forgave you. Why are you not going to forgive this other man? Did you not have compassion on him just like I had compassion on you? Now, peep this. So at this point, then it says, then his master was angry. Now, listen to this. And delivered him to the torturers. Another translation says, and delivered him to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due. And the Bible says in verse 35, so my heavenly father also, this is Jesus speaking, will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. What am I saying when I say that? There are people right now who are dealing with tormenting mental illness health issues. And it's based upon something that was done to them years ago. And they have a right, they feel like they have a right to not forgive not knowing that that unforgiveness that they're holding on to in their heart has opened the door 
for what the Bible says are tormentors. You open a door for you, for you to be tormented. And this is not something, somebody was like, well, God, why would God do it? Listen, I didn't make this up. Jesus started the, parable, the, the story off with, this is like the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, so also will my father do to you if you have this stuff in your heart. So God even uses tormentors to humble us, to get us to a place of humility so that we can look ourselves in a mirror and say, God, help me let this stuff go. And there Ooh. are people right now that are dealing with mental illnesses because of unforgiveness that they will not let go. And they're like, I always feel tormented. I always feel like my energy is zapped. I'm always angry. I'm always upset. I'm always this, and I don't know where it's coming from. And then when you really get to the root of the issue, you realize you still got unforgiveness in your heart. Yeah. But sometimes, but see, the thing is, a lot of people don't even touch on those areas. They just say, let's let's that, deal with all these other places instead of you got unforgiveness we, we, in your heart. We swing in at branches <laughs> right. while we're ignoring the root. That's that's why we gotta stop listening <laughs> to people who always talking about haters. You know, yes. especially preachers, like because it's in the church now. All of these sermons about your haters. God go do this in in your front of your haters, and, and we care more <laughs> about our haters than glorifying God. And really, we don't understand this is a worldly type thinking that has made its way into the church where we feel we do stuff to to prove other people wrong we do we mm -hmm. do stuff to get even we do stuff and and really it's coming from a, a place of unforgiveness forgiveness unforgiveness and and like i said unforgiveness it opens the doors to all the other it brings its friends it, it doesn't have a party by itself and so we wonder why we're why we're um wrestling with with anxiety and we're always worried and de just depressed is because our minds need to be renewed we need to we need to change the way we're thinking about stuff and 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 i always say this the slogan for the show is this where the culture meets scripture and and the whole premise behind the path of revelation podcast mouth is we want a purpose to see the world through the lens of scripture and not see scripture through the lens of the world. Uh, and, and a lot of Christians, unfortunately, we, we have it backwards because our worldview is rooted in the world, not the yeah. Bible. And yeah. so we begin to fight and toil against um, these different circumstances that come our way and we don't realize we're swinging at the branches but we're not addressing the root you know what i'm saying and so um i see jillian she asked a question she says does this still apply if the person they haven't forgiven is themselves so does this apply if the person has to forgive themselves so let's say yeah. the person yep go ahead I, 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 I believe so, because I, cause a lot of times. And I'll answer and that too I, after you. Yeah, because we got to, Christ died for us. You accepted Christ. And sometimes with, with, with some of us, we won't let ourselves off the hook. 
if we never, if we don't let ourselves off the hook, then you also have to question if you believe the finished work of Christ. Do you mm. really believe he forgave you? Because that's, that's the forgiveness word. that really matters more than anything. As yeah. a matter of fact, his forgiveness of us trumps the forgiveness of ourselves. So it always goes back mm. to do you really believe Ooh. that he forgave you? Hey, that's, that's the power in the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> that's the power his, in the gospel. His forgiveness <laughs> trumps our forgiveness. Our crazy. We were bought with a price. Right. So, so we don't even, Jillian, we don't even belong to ourselves. So we don't even have the right to condemn ourselves. Ourselves. That's, that's the good news. Look, first John, John <laughs> you, you know something that, that, that set me free? And I was telling, telling a friend the other day, um, a good friend of mine that I've been helping through some stuff. And he was like, man, I'm struggling with this particular thing. And today I fail. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, you sound repentant. I could, I could tell that he was repentant. I was like, man, don't be so hard on yourself. I was like, you're dwelling on something that God has already forget, forgiven you of. And right. I was like, you don't even have the right to condemn yourself. Um, right. And you know, a scripture that really helped me with self-condemnation, because that's really what it is, is First right. John. First John chapter three, verse 20, it says, for if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Greater. <laughs> God it. is greater than your heart. And so he came because I, we couldn't save ourselves. And so this is the good news of the gospel man but go ahead bro continue man i'm getting no, excited man i'm i'm piggybacking on, on what you said because as i've been studying the word gabriel and ever as i've been i realized that nothing is separated from the gospel mm. nothing is separated from the finished work everything points to to what he did on the cross yeah. Everything is summed up, is, is, is the resolution, it's all in the car. And whenever I get to a place, and, and this is one thing we have, to under, we have to realize too. Sometimes we can think it's us condemning ourselves, but you have to understand we do have an enemy that, that doesn't want us to accept the righteousness that comes through our faith in Christ. So he will yes. condemn you. He will Absolutely. keep Absolutely. Making you accuser. feel like you're not forgiven. He's the accuser, the of, the accuser of the brethren. Yep. So there's a, there's a scripture that says that we condemn every tongue that rises up against us to accuse <laughs> us, right? So, so, yes. so we have to say, we have to look at, our, we have to literally sometimes look at, and this is where, where you said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Sometimes we got to look ourselves in the mirror. You got to get up. You got to look yourself in the mirror. If you got to get you a dry erase marker and you write, that, write these scriptures on a mirror so every day or find, buy you a mirror, and, and write this particular verse or a verse on a mirror that speaks to you, that, that, that uh, solidifies, that validates what Christ did for you. Write it on a mirror and look yourself in a mirror and declare that word and say, you are forgiven. You are the righteousness of God. Yes. All of your sins have been covered in the blood, washed. Your slate is clean. And, and, and every, every, condemnation every punishment that is attached to every sin that i've ever committed has now been severed by the blood like you gotta you gotta speak it Hallelujah. because we wrestle not against flesh and blood we're dealing with something yeah. in the invisible realm 
and 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 if it's if it's not something that we haven't yet embraced in the gospel, then we have to solidify ourselves in the gospel. But we also have to say, okay, there is an enemy out there that doesn't want me to embrace totally my righteousness in Christ, because he knows the moment he knows the moment that you embrace your righteousness. That is the moment you start seeing an empowerment rise up on the inside of you to find freedom and deliverance in everything you're dealing with in your mind. And when I say mind, I'm talking about your soul. Because, yeah. because, so I want to, I want to just, just throw that out there. You know, I've been there where I've condemned, where I've condemned myself, but I also had to say, do I really believe this gospel? Do I yeah. really believe that he's forgiven me? And, yes. and another thing you have to ask yourself is this, the thing that you won't forgive yourself, is it a continuous cycle? Is this something that you continually continue to do? Because strongholds are real. And the Bible says that some of these things have to come out or the deliverance from these things come by fasting and prayer. You have to, we do have to fast. We do have to pray. These are biblical right. principles that work. Yeah. Everything in God, I have, to, I have to say this to myself all the time, Gabriel. Do I really believe what's in this yes. book? <laughs> yes. Because if hey, I if don't, you, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, I was telling somebody this. The Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, yeah. but be also doers of the word. The word works if you work it. If you Come work on. it. A lot of times when we're getting beat up and, and, and feel like throwing in the towel, not saying that we're not going to have moments where we're just going through hard trials, but when we're constantly... By, um, struggling and wrestling in our spirit and it's there's no let up it's because usually we're not working the word yeah. we're not we're not applying the scriptures and what the bible says and it's something that that, that i've learned um because i wrestled with depression for a, mm. a while and i was actually in denial about my depression you know what I'm saying? sometimes we can be self-righteous about the things that we struggle with and, right. and 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 we don't want to expose ourselves to God as if he doesn't already know but I remember I was wrestling with with depression and having anxiety attacks and stuff like that and the Lord convicted yeah. me and was like you you're having these because you don't trust me stress worry all of these things are a result of not trusting God. And I'm going to go even further. It's a result of sin. Now, when most people hear me say, oh, it's a result of sin, they think, oh, they think in terms of an act, like, oh, you went out and fornicated or you went out and got drunk. No, the Bible says whatever is not of faith is, a, is sin. And so the moment I began to worry in my mind it is a sign that I'm not trusting in God and not believing God. And that is sin. Now, when I yeah. say that, I'm not saying, hey, beat yourself up about it. Right. That's not what I'm saying. But recognize and be proactive in, in, in praise and in trusting God. And, and so a lot of people that, that deal with um, anxiety and stress on a, on a regular, I want to look at. Uh, Philippians 4 real quick 
Now, I'm going to give you guys some context because in Philippians 4, now get this. This is Apostle Paul writing to us. And what's crazy about this mouth, he's in prison. He's in chains. This is the man that's about to have his head cut off, right? Mm. Now, this is what he's saying to us. In Philippians 4, we're going to start at verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice as if like, if you didn't hear me the first time, I know y'all see me <laughs> locked in prison. I know y'all see me going through hell, but yeah, you heard it right. I said, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice always. And then he goes on in verse five and says, let mm. your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Yeah. Verse six. Do not be anxious, or in other words, don't worry about anything. Now, he's in prison, y'all. He's saying, don't worry about anything, but in everything, but this is the key, by prayer, prayer and supplication, which is perseverance, with thanksgiving, Given. let your request be made known to God. How many times do we approach God complaining? God, I man, I, I, I don't deserve to be going through this. I shouldn't be going through this. Mm. And, and, and we're praying, but we're not, we're, you can't just approach God anyway. If you can approach God anyway, why did the disciples ask the Lord, teach us how to pray? <laughs> that means there is a right way to pray. And there is a wrong way to pray. Well, mm. Philippians 4 says, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. It doesn't just say let your request be made known. It says with thanksgiving, make your request be made known to God. Verse 7. Mm. And this is the result when you do it with thanksgiving. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. That means Damn. God is going to give you a peace that doesn't make natural sense. He says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so mm. I'll give a quick testimony, Mo. The other day, I was dealing with something um, a, a crisis that happened in my family. And I got called, I was tired. I was already like dog tired. It's late, I was getting ready for bed. I got called, I had to run out of the house to, to go attend to this issue. And as I was getting ready, I just began to feel so much stress and I was scared. I was scared, man. I, I was overtaken with fear, stress, anxiety. And as I got in the car, I said, man, I'm not going to preach this thing and not be practicing it myself. <laughs> and so what I began to do is I began to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I thank you for my beautiful wife and my children. God, Come I on. thank you, God, that you, that you brought me through so many different trials and tribulations. God, I thank you, God, that you never left me nor forsake me. 
nor forsook <laughs> me, Lord. God, even when I thought it was over, you came through every time. And there is no weapon that's formed against me that shall prosper. Shall now prosper. notice, I took it to God, but I also was proactive. We have to learn how to be proactive in praise and thanksgiving rejoice and again i say rejoice because we always have something to thank god about mm. we always have something to praise god about and you know what me and my you know i me and my wife when we were going through our some of our toughest situations bro uh we said you know what we said mo we said you know what it's okay. better to trust it, it's better to go through trusting god than to go through not trusting God. And, and so if we have to be like the people on the Titanic that was like, nah, we're not going to jump off the ship. We're going to just continue playing our violins. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? That's how we're going to be in praising God because we understand that our reward is not temporary, but it is eternal. And, and, and he comes when we sow in praise, when you sow in thanksgiving, you reap in joy and peace and, and, and long suffering. You, you reap of the spirit. The, the Bible says you reap what you sow. And so mm -hmm. what, are, what are the seeds that we're planting in the things that we're watching? What are the seeds that we're planting when we pray? Is God only a genie or is he the lover of your soul? You know what Come I'm saying? And so, and so it's time. It's for, for some of us, we're dealing with deep rooted things. So we we need to stop approaching God at a surface level. He's our Lord and Savior. He's not genie rub the lamp. God, give me, give me, give me. God, we worship him and praise him because he's God. And, and, and there's nothing that we go through that he can't understand because he was, again, he was tempted as we are tempted yet without sin. And we can come boldly, come boldly before the throne of grace and receive help and mercy in the time of need. But we have to make sure that we're approaching God the right way with sincere hearts, humility and confidence and, and understanding that he hears us. Hey Amen. No, I agree 100 percent. I um, man, you said something and I actually had some verses that line up with that because I want people to see the parallel uh, between the oppression or the attack that is made on our soul versus us being free to praise God, right? I said uh, it was a, a phrase, God always give me these one-liners, maybe because I'm a rapper, <laughs> but he always give me these <laughs> one-liners, these quotes, but they, they be powerful. And one thing he, he told me, he said, praise will build you stairs out of your pit. Mm. Praise will build you stairs out of your pit. And, 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 and these are a few scriptures that are, that are in, uh, that talk about this. So in Psalms 42, 11, it says, why are you cast down, oh there. my soul? Okay. Yeah, Psalms 42, 11. It says, why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Now think about Man. it. He's talking about his soul. And he's basically saying that his soul is disquieted. That word disquieted means worried, agitated, and disturbed. Now, oh, a lot of people are dealing with that right now. 
Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disturbed, agitated, and worried within me? And then he says, hope in God, for I shall yet, what? Praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. See, the, 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 the things that we battle know that if we praise God, it's going to pull us out. Just like your testimony. It knows that if we just begin to say, God, I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my job. You got something to praise God for. If we begin to just open our mouth and begin to praise God, I'm telling you, you'll come out of that place. You'll come out of that place. Another verse, and you probably have this one as well. It says, uh, it says, uh, in, in, in Psalms 147, I mean, Psalms 142, verse 7. There you go. It says, bring my soul. There's the soul again. Bring my soul out of prison. This is so that I may good, what? Man. That I may praise your name. Name. He's telling, on, he's telling, he's telling you what's gonna get you out of prison. What was not Peter and, and the other disciples locked in prison? The Bible says when they begin to praise God and the other people were praying and praising God, the Bible said the jail shook open. Whatever prison we're dealing with in our souls and in our minds, the Bible gives us the answer. If we would just praise God. We'll come out of that. We'll come out of that. And we sometimes we allow we allow our, the enemies that we deal with. And I'm and I'm being honest with you. It's not sometimes it's 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 our unbelief in what God's yeah. word says. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. keeps us in these places. But on the other side of that, it is demonic oppression. It it is uh uh uh, uh demons and evil spirits have a voice. They have a voice. A lot of times when people yeah. say they're hearing voices, when they say they're hearing voices, what do they tag that? They tag that as a mental illness. You hear voices, so you got a mental illness. No. Demons have a voice. And the other scripture that you brought up earlier, uh, Gabriel, where, where it says, uh, uh, cast down every evil thought and imagination that exalts itself. Can you put that one up again? Cast down every evil thought and imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Then it says, listen, and it says in verse 5, and it says, we destroy arguments. Don't you know that there are demonic spirits that create arguments against, in our minds, in our souls, against, to, 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 to try to convince us that God's word is not true. And it says that we are yeah. to destroy those arguments. So we, there's arguments going on on the inside of our soul that is trying to prevent us from praising God that's trying to prevent us from believing what God's word says is true or believing what God's word says works. So when we say, man, why am I, I having these battles in my mind? Why I feel like I can't believe God? And, and if we be honest with ourselves, it's because we've allowed the voice of the enemy to win the argument. We're, we've allowed man. the voice of the, of the enemy to win these arguments on the inside of our souls. Go ahead. Did you want to say, say, share something from that? No, nah, everything you're saying is true, man. And so we, for many of us that are listening, we, we, we have to step back and, and reevaluate our, our current circumstances. And, and one thing I think we should realize out of everything that has been said tonight is that it's not as bad as it may look. Right. <laughs> because, because God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes it's just a matter of cutting out little things sometimes. 
you know, the Bible talks about how it's the small foxes. It's the small foxes that destroys the vines. Sometimes right. we don't realize it may be, it, it's certain things we may be entertaining that may be keep, that may keep pressing against that wound. I, I'm, I can't help but think about when you talked about every time you heard that song, it, mm -hmm. it was almost like reliving what you went through. And, and as, as even though it had taken place years ago, whenever you heard that song, you were right back there. Yeah. And, 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 and sometimes what we don't realize, you know, the enemy is crafty. He, he sees our lack of faith. He sees our trauma and, and the enemy always presents counterfeits. He presents counterfeit uh, solutions and, Solution. and yeah. usually, and usually the solutions that the enemy presents never require us to deny ourselves. It's always a self-indulgent. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm allowed to embrace my unforgiveness. I'm allowed to embrace my rage. I'm allowed to embrace my lust. And all of these things open up doors to more stuff and, 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 and the more bound we become. But I'm here to tell you, if you repent, whether you are a Christian or not, if you repent and put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, even as Christians, we don't stop repenting. Uh -uh. We, we, the Holy Spirit is constantly leading and guiding us into all truth. It is the, the Bible says the spirit of God convicts us of our sin. And, 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 and that's not a bad thing. One of the things we have to understand, there is a difference between conviction and condemnation. See, condemnation says you're, you, you don't deserve forgiveness. Condemnation says you deserve to, to, to rot in your, in, your, in your strongholds. You deserve hell. Condemnation says that, hey, yeah, Christ died, but that wasn't for you. But see, conviction uh, yeah. doesn't see God doesn't expose our, our sin for him to tear us down. And when Amen. God tears us down, it's only to build us up stronger. <laughs> right. In, in, in his likeness and his image. And so a lot of this, what I would encourage the listeners um, for those who kind of tuned in in the beginning, in the middle or towards the end, I would encourage you to, to listen back. You know what I'm saying? Listen, because there were so many um, jewels dropped tonight, man. And, and Mouth, I want to thank you for coming on and just sharing so me, much bro. wisdom, man. Look, man, I got to have you on again, man, because I'm sure the listeners Definitely. love like I'm, I know you probably just seeing the comments on uh, Facebook, but I'm looking at the comments on uh, YouTube as well. VC uh, mm. said, "God sent me here tonight. Thank you praise all for God. this." So praise God. I, I know um, deliverance is taking place even now, just because of the word. Um, and I know it's others who are going to hear this, and, and and deliverance is going to take place because God desires for us to live free. For where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Liberty. Amen. And so Amen. what I want to do, um, Mouth, I want to have you uh, pray out tonight. And um, 
you know, and pray for everyone who's who's watching tonight and, and those who are going to hear the show, because this show is going to be available on all digital outlets um, on Wednesday. And obviously you can watch it early on Facebook <clears throat> as well as YouTube, because that's where we're live and as well as Twitter and Periscope. But um, Mouth, go ahead and pray for, for, for those tonight who may be wrestling with stress, anxiety and, um, and mental illness. So I want to, I want to, uh, even before I start, I just want to pinpoint these yes. areas that God just put on my heart. For I want to sure, pray. Man. I want to pray for every, everybody that has dealt with church hurt or, or hurt by somebody in a church. That's really the way we should say it. Um, and this church hurt, I just noticed the spirit of God. This church hurt has caused you to believe that there's no answer in the same place that hurt you. There's no answer coming from the place that hurt you. Mm. And I think that because of that, you, you, you have leaned toward places outside of the church to fix the issue or outside of God to fix the issue. So I do, I'm, I'm going to pray for everybody that's dealing with church hurt as a result of that. And I, I hear that in my spirit. They say stuff like, I dealt with church hurt and I battle with this and, 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 and they don't know nothing about uh, mental illness and, and, they, and they basically have written off what the church has to say or what God has to say about mental illness as a result of that. Right. The other place that I want to pray and deal with, and, I'm, and I, pray that I believe that I'm speaking to somebody, is somebody that has dealt with a traumatic experience in your upbringing, um, that you was raped, that you was sexually abused, um, that, you, that you, and this might not even happen when you were younger. This is an emotional abuse that even took place in, in your adult age in a relationship that is that it is now an oppression that is stuck in you concerning that. Um, and then I think the the. Uh, Thank you, Lord. And I think the, the other area is I want to deal. I want to pray for the trauma that a lot of us. Even I have dealt with this, but the trauma that that has come as a result of seeing your parents fuss and fight. Uh, the trauma that comes from, that has come from seeing the, 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 the aggression and the abuse of your own parents. And even that has caused uh, open a door. I like to say it like this. The Bible says that where there's the sin, there's an end. And where there's a, a sore or unhealed place, it has created a door. So where there's a sore, there's a door. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you now, Lord God, and I place before your altar, Lord God, every worry, every care, every hurt, Lord God, every uh, 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 anxiety, that is every fear, Lord God, every place bound up in your people, Lord God. Father, I stand in the gap for them. Me and Gabriel stand in the gap for them. We Jesus add our Lord. faith to theirs, Lord God. And, Father, we declare right now in the name of Jesus is their day of liberty. We declare right now in the name of Jesus that today is their day of liberation. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we, we pray and ask that you would silence every voice, every argument, every voice that has been thus far louder than your voice in their ear, in their spirit, in their souls, Lord God. That every yes, voice God. will be muzzled. That every voice will be silenced right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that Jesus, every bound Lord. shall be broken. That every chain, that every shackle, even I, I see, I see like duct tape over the mouth of someone's soul, and they have they have not been able to praise you. They mouth their physical Thank mouth moves. 
but their soul has been muzzled. So, Father, My your God. word tells us in, in, in Psalms Thank 103. You, uh, uh, and 92, that we are to bless the Lord, oh my soul. So Father, I declare right now in the name of Jesus that the tape be ripped yes, off Lord. of their souls. Right now Jesus, in the name Lord. of Jesus. Father, I plead the blood of Christ upon every hurt place, upon every traumatic place, upon every Jesus. scar, upon every wound. Hallelujah. Father, your word yes. says, Lord God, that you were wounded for those transgressions. And your word yes, says, Lord. That, Lord God, you was bruised for that iniquity. That every unfair treatment that has taken place in their life, Lord God, I declare and decree that they will be set free tonight. Lord God, I yes. declare that you would, I pray and ask that you Ooh. would create a pathway, that you would go before Hallelujah. them and make the crooked places straight, Lord God. Thank you, that Jesus. tonight they will forgive. That tonight, Lord God, they will open up. That tonight, Lord God, yes, they will Lord. let go. That tonight, Lord God, they will let go. They will forgive and they will yes, place God. themselves you, upon Jesus. your altar, Lord God. Yes, and Lord, Lord God, I pray that your spirit will fall upon them like dew in the morning, that your spirit will rest upon them, Lord God. Like, like David Thank said, revive my soul, O Lord, for your Glory righteousness sake. So I declare right Thank now you, in the name of Jesus that revival take place in the soul of your people. Yes, that God. you would chisel at the, the hardness of every heart. And that, and, and, and that, Lord God, you would bring revival to their soul. Thank you, Jesus. In Thank the name you, Jesus. of Jesus, Hallelujah. I just declare liberty and deliverance glory. tonight. In Jesus, to name. Jesus. In Jesus name. Ooh, in Jesus' God. name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The people are getting Amen. free, man. I feel the spirit Praise of God, God, man. Listen, Praise man. God. Look. I know some of y'all are too dignified to praise God and, <laughs> and, and flow in the spirit, but man, I believe in flowing in the Holy Ghost, man. And I thank yeah. you. That's why I had my brother on because I knew he was going to flow. And listen, listen, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. liberty. And God is moving on, on some of you even tonight um, as he was speaking. And, and so just just allow God to complete the work that he's begun in you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Let him let him purge you. Let him let the Lord love on you. And, and it's not by chance that you're tuned in tonight. It's not by chance. This is not an accident. It is it is the lover of your soul chasing after you and, and to pull you out of the pit. Isn't God wonderful? Isn't he mindful? I just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for, for the peace that passeth all understanding. We thank you, Lord, that the anointing destroys the yokes that bind. Hallelujah. Yes, Glory to God. The, yes, it is the Lord. anointing that destroys the yokes. Jesus did not stop being the answer in 2021. He's still moving. He's still saving. He's still delivering by his spirit. And I thank God for what he's doing. Thank you, Mouth, for being on, man. And, and listen, guys, me, I want, we got to do this again soon, man. I got to have you on again, man, because this was just so rich. Um, but I want y'all to check out Mouthpiece uh, Music. If you're looking on the screen, you know, mouthpiece where the the E is a three, go to YouTube, go to Apple Music, type it in. All his music is going to pop up. I mean, 
superior lyricist. Uh, if you right. guys have have, have um, heard my latest, my actually my first solo project, Paradigm Shift, Mouth is featured on track number two, yeah. Supremacy 2. And man, I, I wanted to tell you face to face, I know I sent you a <laughs> message, but I was trying to get to Atlanta to shoot to the a video, video right? <laughs> for Supremacy 2. And, and some of y'all saw the video for Supremacy 2. I, I end up the funny thing about it, Mouth, I end up shooting that video in my laundry room in the basement <laughs> here on my last cell phone. But wow. um, I wasn't able to make it to ATL because I was starting a new job, man. But I wanted to come and, and just break bread with you and, and, and get this video shot. Um, but God had other plans. But listen, okay. make sure y'all go get Paradigm Shift, listen to Supremacy 2. A mouthpiece just comes in on a second verse and, and wrecks it. But I mean, that's just his music, period. You hear a verse like, I mean, these, I mean, they talking about the Nazis and all these. Look, mouthpiece <laughs> is the truth, man. He ain't going to say uh, it, but I'm going to say it. To God it. be the glory, bro. To God be the glory, but, but God made him the truth. Like, like <laughs> no. Nah. But, but I appreciate you, man. Um, let people know how they can follow you on social media, man. So you can follow me, um, Mouthpiece, on, on, on Twitter. If The way it's spelled on there, uh, under, under my picture, uh, my video, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and even on Instagram, it's the same. But the thing that I, I really would love everybody to be plugged into is something that my wife and I are doing. If you go into YouTube and you type in Mario and Maisha, uh, M-A-R-I-O, and and then her name is spelled M A I S A H. Me and my wife are are going into something awesome that God is calling us to do. We got our testimony video of how we met, and it's a, it's supernatural how God connected me and my wife. Um, and it's been growing. I mean, every day we're we're getting like ten, and then I I don't even I haven't even been promoting it, but every day it's we're getting like five to ten new followers and comments and. And we're we're gonna do something awesome for for marriages. Our heart is concerned of marriages and families. So uh, definitely go check us out, Mario and Maisha. Uh, her name is spelled M A I S A H. Check us out on YouTube. And, and mouth after this video, if you want, you can if you can drop the link in the mm -hmm. comments so people can okay. have a link to just subscribe. Do that, man. Um, keep up with everything that they're doing. Obviously, y'all see this man of God and everything. Um, one of the things that Path of Revelation is doing here in the city of Detroit, um, every other week, something that I felt the leading of the Lord to do, I believe I felt the leading of the Lord to do was have um, men's fellowships every other Sunday where men mm -hmm. can come together in a safe space because sometimes Amen. there's things that, we as men want to share, but we don't feel comfortable sharing in the presence of women. But it's a safe place for, for men to uh, share different issues and things that they're dealing with and, and receive practical uh, advice and wisdom rooted in scripture. And so if you're in the Detroit area and you're looking to get tapped into a fellowship, um, men, uh, just reach out to me. Um, I also got some stuff in the works for women as well. Uh, reach out to me, inbox me, and um, I can get you some details on that. Um, but listen, I want to thank you, Mouth, for coming on again. 
And make sure you guys go to pathofrevelationnow.com, subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, uh, any way you listen to podcasts. But the easiest way, just go to pathofrevelationnow.com. You can click on the link. It's going to take you to all the links and you just click on your respective way that you listen to podcasts. Uh, Got merch on there and everything as well. But listen. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture.